The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Yes, use promo code NFC Beast. Shout out to the Giants. And you'll get 15% off active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their next game. Meaning you probably could be getting merch 15% off for the rest of the year. Well, I mean, the the Eagles are going to fuck up, but the Giants are going to hold it down for sure. Make sure you do that. NFC Beast 15% off. Yes, sir. We have a full slate of NBA hoops. Shout out to all the loyal listeners. Shout out to the new listeners. It's me, you know, the voice, you know, the guy. It's me, really real. Villain real. Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And unfortunately, there's a little thing called baseball going on. So Moon off said, Oh, I have some contractual obligations or whatever. So he didn't pull up to this episode on a Wednesday, but you know, I got my guy, Scott studio, right? with me, Scott, what's going on? Yeah. Happy to be here. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Munaf had some prior obligations he had to take care of, but either way, uh, NBA season going to be a lot of fun. I know it technically started yesterday, but for a lot of teams, it starts today. I'm excited. You excited? Oh, yeah, I am absolutely excited. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We got, you know, lukewarm start. Everybody, I think everybody went one and one. No, Moonoff didn't go one and one. But we went one on one on our lock dog graphic yesterday, both of us. You had a huge dog in Tatum double double. So that just made it for the whole graphic, honestly. But I mean, games last night, they were they were good for, you know, as long as it could be. I think that the Celtics and the 76ers game was fun. A lot more funny highlights than actual basketball things that we really want to talk about. Yeah, I definitely thought that one early takeaway. We're going to go into some of the individual games quickly because I know we got a lot of games to talk about. But I remember last year, especially, it seemed like the referees were tinkering with some rules and how you ended up having a lot of low scoring games to start the year. Last year, I don't know if you remember that, but that was kind of the takeaway for the mm-hmm. first month of the season. I don't think we're going to get that <laughs> this year from what I saw, because the first quarter of that Celtics 76ers game was absolutely disgusting. And mm-hmm. the amount of foul calls and the amount of free throws that were given out just freely for the entire first quarter, it kind of carried over for the entire game. But anytime mm-hmm. you have Embiid, Harden, and even Smart just flopping around for half the game, you're going to get a lot of calls. But my main takeaway, just generally speaking, from the first two games, there were a lot of points, and I think you're going to see a lot of overs early in the year because it really seemed like the referees were willing to hand out free points as opposed to swallowing the whistles, which we saw last year. So I don't know if I'm not not telling you to blindly bet overs. I'm just saying I would probably stay away from unders early on because those first two games were officiated like they really wanted a lot of points. What I'll say here is transition teams are going to be over like crazy to the over because they got rid of the take foul. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I saw it in that Celtics and that 76ers game where Jason Tatum got out on a break and he was just, they just let him go. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, he got the two points. So 
Uh, no more take fouls this year, so it's gonna. It's like what's that? Two shots in the ball, I think, or something like that. One it's either two ball, or one. Like it's either a tech or a flagrant. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. The point is, it's a free point, and you keep the ball, so it's yeah, just not so worth it. More more overs this year, at least for the. I think for the league overall, but definitely those teams that run in transition. And then that game was just hilarious with Marcus Smart and Embiid both flopping into an altercation. Like they were just looking at each other like they were the Spider-Man meme. Like, hey, hey, you found me. No, you found me. No, you found me. Not like, to mention the Smart flop against Harden. But yeah, and he, that's a separate he almost flopped into the second row in that one. That's hilarious. He like, did. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get down into this slate, we're going to be breaking down every single game. If you're new, just joining us and haven't been here before, we're breaking down every single game using the lines from WinBet. And WinBet is the perfect place where new customers who bet $100 can get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And are you looking to join the WinBet's biggest winners club? Just send, make the biggest parlay. Like put all the games on the slate tonight. If you're feeling, if you're feeling froggy, jump. Put all the games on the slate tonight. Put five dollars on it. Put it in win bet. Try to hit the craziest, biggest odds parlay you can, and you can win a thousand dollar free bet. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subjects change terms, terms and condition at winbed.com. Must be 21 order and present in the state where play through winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, Scott, let's go ahead and. Get- well, I do, want, I do want to ask you, though, actually, before What's we up? officially start, do you want to talk about anything involving those two games last night or just kind of go through the games today and that's it? Yeah, I mean, nah, I'm on, okay. I'm on a slate today. I yeah. wasn't sure if you wanted to, but. Okay. Nah, yeah, I'm good. I'm on a slate today. Uh, where are we at? Let's do it. First game on the docket. Orlando Magic are playing the Detroit Pistons. See odds over at WinBet at minus three for the Pistons. One seven, not one seventeen, two seventeen on the total. Minus one forty five for the Pistons money line. Plus one twenty five for the Magic money line. We're looking here, and I see for an injury. Wait, where did I just do my injury? Oh, here it is. Okay. First of all, that line opened up at minus four and a half for the Pistons, all the way down to three now. But looking at an injury report for these two squads, and Markel Fultz is out, Isaiah Livers is out, and Marvin Bagley, the third, is out. Nerlens Noel as well, also out. So three for the Pistons, one for the Magic. I see Gary Harris is also out, and Isaac hasn't played in like three years. Yeah, uh, Mo Wagner's out too, but I don't know if that matters. Harris is out. That's yeah. Yeah, Mo Wagner. Eh, I guess. I guess you can call it. We'll count it. Yeah, Mo Wagner's out. Either way, a lot of money coming in on the Magic here. P- potential first overall pick hype here. What are you doing with this one? So I think money's coming in on Orlando because they should keyword should dominate in the front court especially with Bagley being out indefinitely. And you're looking at who Orlando has in the front court. You have Wendell Carter Jr., who I know both of us liked last year. We thought he was a good player. And you also have Boncaro, who's going to be making his official NBA debut. And I feel like people expect Orlando to dominate on the glass. I think that's kind of the main reason why they're taking money. Do I think that they should 
be taking money. I'm not fully sure about that because there's something in Detroit that has not been present in a long time. And I think the word is optimism, question mark. <laughs> I mean, they have something to look forward to. Oh, so there's actually some type of buzz going on with the Pistons. And for a season opener at home, Ivy's making his debut. You still have Cade Cunningham. You still have a lot of talented pieces. You still have Sadiq Bey, who randomly had a 50-piece last year. We know he's one of the most underrated three-point shooters in the league. You got Boyan, so I do really like the shooting for this team. I'm not sure if Isaiah Stewart's actually a starter or not. I think he's more of a backup, but he has to play starter because Bagley's hurt now. And I think they're just going to ease Duran into yeah. uh, that, that starting role. He's but... still a good backup option, though. Yeah. But... I think I'm going to go with Detroit. I don't feel fully great about this one. I think this game could potentially go either way, but Orlando has not been a good road team for a long time. And I do think that Detroit's arena actually might be sold out because you got Cade, you got Ivy, you got a lot of young pieces that a lot of the fans are intrigued by. So I'm actually going to go with Detroit. They are not a great team. I know we actually kind of like the over for the win total for both of these teams, but I still Mm. had Detroit's win total higher. I just think that they're a better team. And even though Detroit was awful overall stats-wise for last season, the point is, in the second half, they were actually decent. Yeah, they were really good. I thought they were pretty good at home and at Little Caesars Arena. I'm going to go with Detroit. I think this number is a little bit too short. The Magic weren't exactly good on the road last year. Give me Detroit. Hmm. It's tough, though. It's very tough. Yeah, this feels more like a pick'em game than three. I think the home court for this one might actually be worth three points. So I'll take Detroit. Yeah, no. So, I mean, there's a lot of like a lot of things for Detroit. We talked about, you know, Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. This is Jaden Ivey's first home game, regular season home game, Detroit. This is where he's from, grew up here with his his mom's play for uh, the Detroit WNBA team. So this, this is home for him. I think I'm... I think I'm going to take the Orlando Magic. Okay. And I'm going to take the three there. Just because I think these two teams are that evenly matched. And I I like the fact that I know, at least for the most part, what I'm getting from Orlando. Because this, this unit that they have played together last year. Like, you're just inserting the number one overall pick. But yeah. this unit played together last year. They have a lot of, a lot of minutes together, battle-tested. Uh, Franz Wagner really, really developed last year with all the injuries coming. And there were different stretches of the season where he was the number one option on that team. And so I think that, you know, helped his growth. And with all of this coming in, I think now we finally have that scorer that we said that Orlando Magic need in Paolo Bancaro. This is a pretty soft defensive matchup for him and for this team in the first game of the season. I think this is a clear over. So I'm going with the... Orlando Magic here. I just think that they're going to be able to have the offense. It feels like the I'm on the public side of this a little bit, but I, I really think that this Orlando team is just better than the Detroit team overall, elite and especially in this early part of the season. I'm just a bit concerned about the actual size of Orlando's guards being matched up against the likes of Cunningham and Ivy because without mm-hmm. Fultz, you have Cole Anthony, who's not really a great defensive player, but still he's a little bit I can't say he's undersized, but he's a lot shorter than Kate. Let's put it yeah, that way. Sure. And you have Jalen Suggs, who is, is a, you know, a decent height for a guard. Uh, he's around what, like 6'4", 6'5"? Yeah, so, yeah somewhere right now. I'm saying, but you're looking at Cade, you're looking at Ivy. I, I, I do think that size-wise, defensively, they can potentially match up well against Anthony and Suggs. 
I think that's kind of why I'm leaning to Detroit. I think that they just have a decent amount of overall length in the backcourt, especially that might give a lot of teams problems. And mm-hmm. I like the three point shooting. I think Boyan can do a good job of dragging Bunkero away from the basket. And I think the spacing should be very solid for Detroit. So I'm, I'm leaning Pistons, but once again, it's a game that it makes sense we disagree on because these are two teams that going into the year, we were a bit higher on than most people. Mm-hmm. Not going to make the play in or anything, but the point is you understand that we like both these teams from a development perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean Detroit, but it could go either way. I'll take the home team in a coin flip. This might be on one of the screens in the house somewhere. It yeah. may not be on the main screen, but it might be on one of the screens in the house somewhere. All right. Moving on to the next game in the slate, we have the Washington Wizards on the road to play the Indiana Pacers. Minus one for the Wizards, minus 115. Wizards money line, money line for the Pacers, minus 105 over at Wooden Bet. I, I have breaking news on this game, by the way, if you want to 226 and a half is the total breaking news. The breaking news. There was money on the under in an Indiana Pacers game this year. The line opened up at 228 last night. That's my breaking news. That's it. Oh, yeah. I see. Yes. And I see 227. It was here. So just keep that in mind. The Pacers are going to be one of our favorite over teams all season long. And money came in on the under in the first game of the season. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That is interesting. All right. Let's see. Washington, Corey Kispert out for this game with an ankle injury. Aaron Nismith is questionable with a foot injury. Jalen Smith is questionable with a knee injury. Daniel Tice is out. Addition by subtraction. And... I mean, for me, this feels pretty easy. I think Indiana is going to be probably one of the most tanking teams of this season. Washington, while we don't think that they're a great team, I don't think that they're a terrible team. And I think that this spread should probably be a lot more. And I think it's just rather less faith in Washington. And you're putting too much stock into Indiana, who I really, really think that they're not locked into this season. I don't even like they have players that they don't even want on the roster actively mm-hmm. still trying to trade those players. Starting Miles Turner's yeah. projected. Yeah, Miles Turner's so. starting. Like so even yeah, Buddy Middle, he's also starting. And if you tell if you give me the coaching advantage, I'm gonna give it to Wes Unsold. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give it to Wes Unsold because he actually can invoke this squad to play defense. Did a good job Rick, last year. Yeah, and Rick Carlisle just punts defense. He literally just punts defense and says mm-hmm. we're going to score the most. So, yeah, give me the Washington Wizards here. I think this is going to be a nice start to the season win for them. What say you? So, there's the line movement in this game is fascinating because not only did money come in on the under, there's also been money in Indiana. I believe Washington was minus two, minus two and a half last night. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to one. Uh, to go through the injuries, uh, Tice is going to be out. Jalen Smith's questionable. He wasn't very good to begin with, but he's technically their starting power forward. Uh, Neesmith is questionable, and there you go. But Washington's the healthier team. They got Beal back. They got Porzingis back. I'm not sure for how long, but at least it's game one, so both of them are healthy. I'm going to lean to Washington. I still think that they're the more talented team. I like the over. I'm not taking an under with Indiana. Maybe a Washington team total over. Are you surprised at all that Matherin's projected to not start? No, not really. I, I think, think he'll that, start at some point. No, yeah, he'll definitely start at some point. But I and I like NBA teams that they ease him like, into it. Yeah, you don't have to get this rookie and put this rookie like out to the fire. Yeah, and Duarte and is not bad either. Duarte was good last so, year for a bit. Yeah, it's it's a long season. Let him come off to the bench, ease into it, get some good game action. Maybe against second strings, work him into it. Like you don't have to rush these guys. You really don't. That's and that's where people get terrible expectations for 
lottery picks is that they think that 19 year olds, 20 year olds have to be rushed and play at an all elite level. No, they don't like they can be good at 22, 23 years old and still have a great career. Yeah, definitely true. But I'm going to go with Washington. We know this Indiana team is going to be bad. And the real question is how, how bad are they going to be? I know that Indiana has a decent home court, especially going to be a bit strong there for the first game of the season. I'm just going to go with Washington because they have Beal. They have Porzingis. They'd at least have some veteran weapons offensively that I can trust. I'm not sure what Indiana's offensive game plan is besides a run and try to get Halliburton a double-double. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other strategy do they have? Because Turner is a spot-up three-point shooter at this point. Uh, Buddy Heald's a three-point shooter. Duarte got a, has a little bit of driving ability, but Halliburton also is kind of mostly a facilitator. I don't think they have any serious just athletic freaks in the starting lineup, and that's why I think Matherin's going to start at some point. But as of right now, I'm going to go with Washington because Porzingis went healthy, still a good offensive player, and Beal was a former, what, scoring champion? Yep. They can yep. get buckets. I'm going to go with Washington. Um, uh, I like the depth for Washington as well. You got Davis coming off the bench, Johnny Davis. Your, Hachimura your coming off the bench. Hachimura, yeah, that Hachimura coming off the bench, and he's a really good player. Like, I like the depth for this team as well. All right. And, yes, I'm on over as well. That's I'm not taking an under in a Pacers game. So. New York Knicks traveling to Memphis. What that trick? What that trick? To play the Memphis Grizzlies, minus four for the Memphis Grizzlies, 226 and a half is the total over at Winbet and Win. Oh, no, it didn't. Minus 185 for the Grizzlies, plus 155 for the New York Knickerbockers. Over here for an injury report, we have for the New York Knicks, Quentin Grimes is out. Obi Toppin is probable with an ankle injury. Zaire Williams is out with the knee injury. Dylan Brooks is doubtful with a thigh injury. Danny Green is out with the knee injury. And Triple J is out with a foot injury. So, it's a lot of pieces for that, that Memphis Grizzlies side. I don't think I actually realized that. It's a good spot for the Knicks. That's it is fun. a great spot for the Knicks. Am I still going to take them in this spot? I probably should, but I don't think I am. Um, what say you? I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take the Knicks. Uh, I think that it's a good spot. People are going to blindly bet Memphis because it's a home game. The Knicks are allegedly awful, and the Grizzlies won 56 games last year. But I'm looking at the actual lineup that Memphis has. Ja, we know, is incredible. Bain, we know, is really good. You have Conchar, who's been a career bench guy, who's now allegedly going to start this game. You have Aldama, who was basically a, just a bench warmer all of last season, and now he's expected to start. And then you have Steven Adams, who we both think is kind of obsolete in today's NBA, and the Grizzlies ended up having to bench him in the playoffs. Now, he'll be able to play in this game because Mitchell Robinson can't shoot, so they'll be able to use Adams for a decent amount of minutes in this game. But I think they're missing a lot of pieces. I guess the one problem with fading Memphis is that Dylan Brooks might miss this game, which is probably a good thing for Memphis. But no, <laughs> roasting aside, I think Williams is a good player. We know Jackson's a very good defensive player. And I do think that you're missing a decent amount of pieces. And correct me if I'm wrong, the Knicks were decent against Memphis last year, right? Mm, I think we won We won one of those games. But they let me go back. Last year, Did a massive played, comeback last year in one of those games. Yeah, they they played twice last year in the later part of the season, and New 
No, Memphis won both of those games. First, the first one, 20 to 120 to 108 in New York. Second, 118, 114. That's the game. And the Knicks were winning the majority to... of that game in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah okay. they choked. It. Yeah. So, so I'm going to I'm going to lean Knicks here. If Memphis wins and Ja goes for 40, I'll have to live with that, which I can mm-hmm. definitely see a script for. But mm-hmm. I like that spot with the Knicks. If we're talking about where value might lie, especially in game one of the season, I'll fade teams that are missing projected starters. Aldama never sees the court. You have a lot of really just interesting overall rotation options because of mm-hmm. who's missing this game. For that reason, I'm going to go with the Knicks because at least they have some rotation and they're going to stick with it. Yeah, um, nah, I'm sticking with Memphis. So I think Aldama and that issue just kind of talk towards him. I think he's a starter by name and name only. To be honest, I don't think his minutes are going to reflect him being a starter. And we think about what Brandon Clark was able to do, not only in the playoffs last year, but just I like the Clark. course of the season last year. Yeah, he's a really good player. And he would be the starter, but he's so good that they say, that, hey, we we want to bring you off the bench. Like, he's their sixth man. Yeah, they, so, also, they also have Tillman. They got some options. Yeah, they got Tillman. And I, I like their issue. I like their bench. Like, I like the youngness of them, and I like the talent that they're developing. Now, is that talent going to come out and be really good off the rip? Probably not, but... I still think that if I'm betting on Ja and I'm betting on Desmond Bain and I like those two in this game and I'm kind of just fading Thibodeau in the first game of the season, trusting the young guys of this Knicks lineup, this Knicks lineup is going to be good dependent on their young talent. And I don't trust Tibbs to utilize that young talent at all, especially not in the first game of the season. Probably going to see a lot of Brunson, probably going to see a lot of RJ and a lot of Julius Randle. And those guys are great players, but there's a whole bunch of depth on this Knicks team that's just normally untapped. So I think yeah. you do you can do a same game like a player performance double if you want to go for that. Because I think if Memphis wins, since they're missing a decent amount of help, I think John needs to go for 30 if they're going to win yeah. this game. So you yeah. can do a same game parlay job, 30 plus points, Grizzlies money line, and probably get a decent plus money price. But yeah. I think that's an option because I think we'd agree with the absence of a decent amount of people in the supporting cast. They're going to need Ja and probably Bain to both have decently big games. Mm-hmm. Clark is really – if I'm looking for Clark props today. I'll take double-double double on Clark. They're not going to have yeah. it, though, because he's coming off the bench. If he's announced as a starter, maybe a late addition for some So I think, he, I think he's only a starter. Like, he's only off the bench by name. I almost can That's why we're probably not going to get props yeah. for him because he's not starting. yeah. That's why I'm, I'm gonna look for it. If anybody sees Brandon Clark props by the time you hear this, let me know. Because I like the I'm double double draw for him today. Yeah, yeah. And there's some books that normally have some of that stuff, even for bench players. All right, total is set at two twenty six and a half. I really don't lean anything. I'll lean on during Thibodeau's season opener. Yeah, I don't. I don't try. Yeah, I'm good on that. All right, I like. Yeah, I'll go under with you. Mm-hmm. All right, Chicago, Chicago Bulls playing the Miami Heat. Heat laying six points right now on win bet. Two seventeen and a half is the total. Minus two fifty for the Miami Heat. Plus two hundred for the Chicago Bulls. Over here, let's tap in here and get into an injury report for these two squads. We have Zach Levine, who is questionable with an undisclosed injury. Lonzo Ball, we know, is out for the foreseeable future. Yurtsevin is questionable with an ankle injury and no out with the ankle injury and Victor Oladipo is out with the knee injury as well. All right. I mean, it, it really I, all I, comes down to Levine. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Nah, how I'm it's short to write sweet. This Even with Levine, I, I'm going to lean Miami anyway, but I'm saying Levine being questionable 
if he's not going to play, the line will probably go up another point or two. And if mm-hmm. he plays, the line will probably come down by a point or two. Does it matter to me? No. I think Miami should win comfortably. But do you think Levine's going to play? Like, I, I think it's a serious concern if your star player has, is questionable with some type of undisclosed injury before the start of the season. Oh, no. Yeah, it's definitely questionable. I mean, it's definitely concerning. Either, But in terms of this line, it didn't affect my handicap at all. Whether You're he's playing Miami or whether he does play. Yeah, it, like this is a lot. I'm just go ahead. This this is a lot. Give me Miami minus a six. I'm fading the Chicago Bulls without Lonzo Ball, and I'm fading the Chicago Bulls against a good team. Yeah. I mean, the, we saw what they did last year, and DeMar DeRozan for different spurts at a time looked like an MVP caliber player. Like, it's, it's very simple for me. Mm. I'm trusting Miami. All right. Total set at 217 and a half on win. What are you doing there? This one's really, really tricky. I'm not sure what to expect from Chicago's defense early on. That's why I'm kind of torn here. I think I'm going to lean to the under because I know Miami is still an elite defensive team and they're healthy. So Chicago potentially missing Levine. The offense might be in flux. I'm going to go with the under because I do think Chicago, if Caruso starts, maybe can do something defensively. Mm -hmm. But offensively, I have my doubts against this Miami unit. So I'm going to go with the under. I say under, but give me Miami team total over. I think the scoring is on the Miami side. And we talked about transition. I I mentioned transition teams. These take foul, and it's going to open up more points for them. This this team's going to get turnovers. They're going to force turnovers against this Bulls team. They're going to get out in transition, probably get some easy baskets. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Next game on the slate. No, wait. Before we talk about that, let's get paid. We got to talk to you about No House Advantage, and they're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available. Look, you can get a shot at winning $250,000 by doing pickup contests, or you can play against the house and pick player props and win up to 20 times the money you put in. Bet up to five player prop over-unders in NFL, NBA, MLB. Wow, that was hard. MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. Sign up for the promo code SGP at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app and get a first deposit match up to $25. That's NoHouseAdvantage.com. We're also brought to you by Babbel. Look, Babbel is the language for life. It helps you learn a foreign language. And you can do it where it's not like you're sitting in class, like you're not in a college class trying to figure this stuff out. 10 minutes. That's all you need to complete a lesson. 10 minutes. You can do that during your free time. Whenever they use different other other apps, they use AI, but Babbel lessons were created right by the experts that know the people that are trying to learn this language. 14 different languages. Right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to Babbel.com slash SGP. That's Babbel.com slash SGP for 55% off your subscription. B-A-B-B-L-E, language for life. All right, let's keep it going with your squad. The New Orleans Pelicans are traveling to Brooklyn to play the Brooklyn Nets. Minus two and a half for the Brooklyn Nets right now. We have them at, where are they at? Yeah, minus two and a half. Minus one ten both ways for that. Two. 30 and a half is the total minus 140 for the Brooklyn Nets plus 120 for the New Orleans Pelicans injury report here. And we have, oh, that was wrong button. 
Jackson Hayes is questionable with an elbow injury. We have TJ Warren out with the foot injury. Joe Harris out with ankle injury. Seth Curry out with the knee injury. Scott, Brooklyn Nets laying two and a half at home in the season opener. First of all, I thought about maybe even going to this game because <laughs> it's really a win-win. You get to see Ben Simmons in his first NBA game that actually matters in a while because he hasn't played in a regular season game in over a year. Second of all, one of the players on my short list of actually seeing live is Zion. I really want to see Zion play live. So I actually thought about going. I'm not sure if I'll be able to, but we'll see. This game's fascinating because I'm not sure what we're going to get from a minutes perspective, both for Simmons and for Zion in this game. Mm -hmm. And I do love the Pelicans as an overall team this season. And I'm not going to overreact the preseason. But I thought the Nets actually looked very good in the final couple of preseason games. Uh, I thought that the chemistry actually looked pretty sharp. And I think this team could be underrated defensively as the season progresses, especially if Claxton gets a lot of minutes because Claxton's a very good defensive center. Simmons, we know, can be a very good defensive player. And Royce O'Neal's a decent wing defender. I don't think he's amazing, but I think he's fine. I think I'm going to go with the over in game one, though, because I just think that you're going to see a lot of transition opportunities. Both teams in game one are going to try to get out and run. I think I'm going to lean to the Nets. Even though I love New Orleans this year, I like their win total over. I like Willie Green to win coach of the year. The fact that you're getting the Nets, who are one of the quote-unquote title favorites based on odds, mm -hmm. the fact they're only laying two and a half in the first mm -hmm. game of the season. I know that Seth Curry and Joe Harris are out, so I guess that could be an argument why, but you might get more minutes from KD and Kyrie as a result. Only two and a half with KD and Kyrie together? It seems very low. I'm going to lean to the Nets because I think this one might be a little bit short. I think if they were playing in this matchup in, let's just say, January, the Nets are laying like four or five. I think this line's a bit short. I'm going to go with the Nets. <sighs> it's tough, though, but I just think that this line seems a little bit low. I know we're higher on the Pelicans this year. Do they kick off the season how we think that they're going to be the entire season. Do you think they limit Zion at all in the opener? Because he also I, rolled his ankle in this, the preseason. Yeah, he did. At this point, I'm just like, yo, just play him all the minutes and get what you can out of him. If he, if you play him all the minutes and you only get 40 plus 40 games out of him, fine. But if, if you playing him like short intermediate minutes for 82 games, like, bro, no, it's not doing nothing. Like, uh, uh, Does that one seem right to you, though? New Orleans yeah, on the seems, road yeah, getting it seems two and right. a half? Yeah, it seems right. Because I think this New Orleans seems a lot better. And it the, the depth has taken a little bit of a hit with, you know, you brought in Warren. You don't have him. Seth Curry, Joe Harris, not, not active in this one. Seth, more than Joe Harris, is more important to me. Mm. But uh, Look at Patty Mills. You know, still got some options. I'm still, I've been going the, back. The bench unit might game. be the real story of this game. Yeah, it really might. And I guess I do question. Uh, New Orleans has some pieces on the bench. All right, I'll just go. I'll go Brooklyn. Yeah, I'll go Brooklyn. I don't really like it. I'll yeah. fade. A lot of money's coming in on New Orleans for good reason. I mean, they're good. It, it, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be a lot better team. And Zion coming back his first game, 
I'm sure that they're going to win a lot of games. Probably just not this one. Let me get the Brooklyn Nets. Minus two and a half. I really don't like this one. Probably won't bet it. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to think of props that I might like. Valanchunas, double-double, I like. No offense to Claxton, but Valanchunas has, what, like 60 pounds on him? Yeah. It, it's going to be rough trying to contain Valanchunas in the middle. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Toronto. Play the Toronto Raptors, minus two and a half for the Toronto Raptors. 214 and a half is the total, minus 104, not minus 104, minus 140 for the Raptors money line, plus 120 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Injury report over here for these two. And we have Ricky Rubio out with that knee injury. Dylan Wendler, doubtful with the ankle injury for the Cavs. Yeah, Birch, who is doubtful with the knee injury. Butcher, who is doubtful with a hamstring injury. And Otto Porter Jr., who is out with the hamstring injury. Minus two and a half for the Toronto Raptors. For me, this is locked territory for me as well. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and lock it up. Give me the Toronto Raptors minus two and a half at home. I and, agree, uh, but I'll let you finish your point. Yeah, no, I just... This is the first full-capacity home game Toronto's had since... 2019 yeah 2019 so we're, we're going on three years now that they haven't had full this place is going to be rocking it's going to be rocking and i'm going to trust the team that is one i know what i'm going to get from them i know they're going to be a good defensive team Starter, I know, starters playing 90 minutes again yeah 90 minutes a game and they're going out here and just playing nick nurse raptor style basketball whereas for Cleveland, why well, I'm really high on Cleveland. And this is a hard game because both of these teams are really good. I think they're both going to be near the top of the East. But Cleveland still does bringing in and losing a lot of pieces, still working out rotations, figuring things out, switches, all of that. I'm going to trust the more established team, the team that knows each other, that knows what they want to do on offense and on the defensive side of ball. And Cleveland, who is going to be fun and going to figure it out really quickly, I just don't think they're going to figure it out first game of the year. Give me Toronto Raptors, minus two and a half. That's a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not really going to call it a lock per se, but I am going to lean to the Raptors in addition to the actual capacity crowd. Toronto is a big home court advantage anyway because you have to travel to Canada. So I do think it's definitely a boost since the other team might be a bit jet lagged. Maybe not in this case, but I mean in general. I think you hit the nail on the head with Cleveland. You look at the overall roster, I really like this team. The problem is Donovan Mitchell just showed up and they're going to have to work things out because Garland was very, very ball dominant last year. Rightfully so, because he was a double-double machine, and he was also an all-star. He's a really good basketball player. But Mitchell, have we ever seen him play off ball before? Not really. Yeah. I, I think that there's going to be some growing pains there, and Lavert is also a guy who wants to get his shots, which is going to be a problem early on. I'm going to lean to Toronto. We know that Cleveland gave up a lot to get Mitchell. Makes sense to get Donovan Mitchell, but for the first couple of games, maybe weeks of the season... I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach with Cleveland and see how the chemistry gels. Give me Toronto because I know that they know each other like the back of their own hand. I think that they're going to be able to really just look sharp offensively and defensively. Cleveland might be going through it for about a week or so. Give me Toronto with a low number. All right. And for the total of 214.5, what are you doing? I think I'm going to lean to the under just because I really love the defense for both teams and Mobley with Allen. And you also have Scotty Barnes on the other end. And Anobi's a good defensive player. Siakam's an okay defensive player. 
I, I think that he maybe isn't as good as Jared Allen, for example, but he's still a good defensive player. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean to the under because I am kind of wondering what pace Cleveland's going to play at this season. And when you're using two seven-footers, I feel like you're going to end up playing slower. And Toronto never really went fast anyway. I'm going to lean to the under. I think you see this game turn into a serious grind. I just think Toronto gets out and wins this game by at least three. But I'm going to lean to the under because I do like the defenses for both teams. Yeah, I'm on under as well. All right, Houston Texans. Texans, wow. Houston Rockets are traveling to Atlanta to play the Atlanta Hawks. Minus 10, I see here for the Hawks. No, minus 9.5, I see for the Hawks. Minus 115 for Atlanta side. Minus 105 for Houston. Minus 510 for the Atlanta Hawks. Plus 375 for the Houston Rockets. 234.5 is the total in this one. All these odds are by WinBet. SportsGamingPodcast.com slash WinBet. Bogdan Mavadovich is out for this game. Deshaun Tate out for this game. That's it. I mean, I guess this is the time for the villain to come out, come out to play this season because we're in H Town now. <laughs> you're, you're going H Town. Yeah, I'm. I'm going H Town because I think that they can score. I think they can score. Like I. Now, Murray coming on to Atlanta does boost them defensively. Murray and Hunter is pretty solid, and I think that's two good defenders in your starting lineup. Ultimately, I still think this Houston Rockets team, with the experience that that team got last year, just going and getting ran out the building almost every other game that they were playing in, and what we're expecting from people like Jalen Green this year, Jabari Smith, even Kevin Porter Jr. look really good in preseason. I think that this is an opportunity for this Rockets team to hit the ground running, hit the ground running on the road in Atlanta. I know it's a road game in Atlanta, but like it's Atlanta, you know, everybody love Atlanta. So I, I think I'm going to just go Rockets here. It feels like this could be a sneaky, like high scoring 135, 130 type of game. Give me the Houston Rockets here to cover. And yeah, why not? Let's sprinkle on the money line here. I, yeah. I just don't – I question Atlanta's depth on defense. Like, I just – not defense, but on the bench. I just really question their depth. They had Herder. They had Bogdanovich. They had Lou Williams. They had all these pieces, and they're not here this now. Also Gallinari. So, yeah, Gallinari. Yeah, they had all those pieces, and they're not here now. So, like, is that bench going to automatically come in and give you really good production? I don't think so. I don't mind the underdog shot. I actually don't. Atlanta laying 10 was a bit surprising to me. I know Atlanta's got a great home court, so I guess that's the argument. But yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head at the end of your point for my handicap. Uh, the total's at 233. You said this game could end up reaching, hypothetically, 260-something. I'm on the over. I love the over in this game. I, I think that it's a no-brainer for me. Houston, we saw last year, they didn't win many games. They were very entertaining because mm-hmm. all they did was play basically up-tempo nine seconds or less, just jack up a bunch of shots and play no defense. And now there's no take foul. Hell yeah, I like the transition opportunities (laughs) for these teams. I think you're going to see a bunch of points. I love the over. Because even though Atlanta does have good defensive players in the starting lineup, Capella, I'm not sure what his minutes are going to be, though, because Kung has actually been pretty good. So they're probably going to chop it down the middle. But Mm -hmm. Hunter's a good defensive player. He just got paid. DeJounte Murray, we know, is a good defensive player, too. But we also know that Trey Young and DeJounte are willing to push the pace 
especially against bad defenses. And it's pretty hard to find a worse defense than Houston. Maybe Indiana, but it's close. The point is, I do think you'll see one of these teams get to 130. I think you'll see a massively high-scoring game. Do I think that each game could get to 115? Yes. Do I think, can I see Atlanta at home getting to 130 with the crowd behind them? Yes, I can too. So I'm going with the over because Houston was the worst defense in the league last year, and they were also second in pace, and their projected starting center this season is Shangun who gives you no rim protection at all. Now, Jabari Smith might be able to be a good defensive player. It's his first NBA game. I'm not exactly sure I was going to match up against Trey on switches and stuff like that, but give Mm -hmm. me the over. I see a track meet from start to finish, defense optional, and I'll take one of these teams to score 130. So give me the over. I see a really high-scoring game. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm... um. I see the Rockets team total at one eleven and a half. That's Just, a little. That's low because it's a ten point spread. So the you pace have to alone make it that, is crazy. Yeah, but it's a ten point spread, so you have to make it that low. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't not make yeah. them a ten point spread and not have ten points on. So one eleven and a half. That just feels like a lock of all locks. Today. Oh, if if these teams were playing in even maybe November or December, this total would be like two forty. Yeah, like 230, 238. Like this is one of those first game of the season. We quote unquote don't know what to expect. We know what to expect. You're getting a track meet. This total should be like 238. Yeah. All right. Let's go. I like that. Feel good about that. Game. I mean, your hypothetical was a game that would finish somewhere around 135. Like you had both teams <laughs> in the 130s. Like I'm taking like, the yeah. over. Like, come on. <laughs> That's why I'm just sitting here. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's like, but it can. Like you can see both of them putting up 130 points. I can. All right, let's move on. We have the OKC Thunder playing the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota, minus 10.5 for the Timberwolves. 225.5 is the total. No, Wynn has 225, but there's some 225s out there. It depends on what you like. Minus 620 for the Minnesota Timberwolves, plus 435 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Can we acknowledge how this is one of the funniest mismatches in the front court, probably in the entire league? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually uh, really funny when you look at OKC's projected lineup and who they have to match up with Towns and Gobert. It's actually kind of really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Air, they got nobody. Air Pascal. It's really funny. Air Pascal out for this game for the Timberwolves. Chet Holgram, as you know, out for the season for OKC. And as Scott's going to, that front court is going to match up Carl Anthony Towns. Ruby Gobert versus James Robinson Earl and what is it? Alexander Pokashevsky. 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 Say it again. Pokashevsky. Pokashevsky. You can call him Poku for short. Poku. Oh, yeah, I like that. Poku. Yeah, so, I mean, all right. Mindful. I have no idea what I'm doing in this game. While we're recording, I still have no idea. I'm going to make it up after we talk it out. But at first, I was all over Minnesota. Because one, I 100% believe that OKC was tanking. Two, I thought that I read that SGA was going to be out for the beginning of the season. But now I guess that MCL sprain has just gotten better and he's, you know, going to play on opening night. Yeah, he's good to go. So that threw off everything that I was going to have. Because without SGA, that was just a clear, just go ahead and fade the tanking team. Now SGA is playing. They actually win games or be in games and can upset teams when SGA is in the lineup. So I have no idea what I want to do here. What say you? 
So I'll start off with the total. I'm going to lean to the under in this game. Uh, there's been a lot of movement on the under. I believe it opened up at like 228. Now it's down to 225. Uh, I know it was 226 yesterday. I'm going to lean to the under because I do think that Minnesota will go through offensive growing pains with Gobert taking up a lot of space in the middle because we know that he has really no offensive talent besides setting screens. You went, you went nuts with the Rockets. I don't mind it. I'm going to go nuts with OKC. Okay, okay, let's give, go. Give me OKC money line in this spot. I talked about in the Western Conference win total breakdown and also on the Mothership show that I like the Timberwolves under because I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains with this team. And it's really weird when you're a team that zags when everyone's zigging and you went to a two seven-footer lineup, but Gobert's got really no offensive talent. Towns, we know, loves to shoot threes, but he also wants to drive to the basket. And now Gobert's going to be standing in the middle. I'm not sure about the spacing. We know D'Angelo Russell also wants to shoot a lot. So does Edwards. I think they're going to have serious chemistry problems earlier in the season. And I think as a result, they might be really disjointed offensively. Give me OKC. I've seen this team really shock some other teams. And if you remember earlier last year, they were hovering 500 for like three weeks or a mm-hmm. month. Like they weren't that bad. I think their coach is actually pretty good. He just has no talent around him. But Shea's a good player. Giddy, I think, is a very good point guard. And yes, I know the front court is disgusting. I mentioned Pokashevsky. He probably shouldn't be in the league. He's kind of a fun seven-foot unicorn, but he really isn't that talented. Mm-hmm. And Robinson Earl has no offensive talent either. But I'm going to lean to OKC to stick with my fade of Minnesota early in the season. I don't mind it. Oklahoma City, we've seen shock some teams, especially with Shea in the lineup. I think it's correlated. I think if you want to go for a same-game deal, take Shea 30-plus points and OKC to win because Shea's going to have to go nuts if they want to win this game. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Thunder Moneyline right now at plus 430 because screw it. Why not? Let's have some fun. Let's see if there's a protest mid-game. I'll hedge. But until I see the protest, I'm going to fade Minnesota. That was a uh, hand glue sticking to the uh <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. I got it. And I, w- okay. I was over here trying not to bust out laughing again because, you know, last time we talked about Minnesota, I said, hey, let's just fade them because they didn't have a protest today. And, and it ended up being the game that knocked them out in the playoffs. Uh, No, yeah, you make some good points. I think I was leaning OKC as well. I really wanted to just go ahead and fade OKC, but... Oh, the the Timberwolves can come out and win by 30, but I mean, you're on the show because you want us to take some shots with people. We're not a usual pod that's going to just tell you to take the favorite. No, we're going to take some value here. Let's go. Yeah, and that's a lot of value on OKC, especially, like you said, you're not knowing the chemistry. And honestly... If Rudy Gobert gets mad at the Jazz on defense, he's going to be mad at the Timberwolves on their defense. Their bench too. is also terrible. They traded like their entire bench to get Gobert. And we didn't even mention it for OKC. I really like Trey Mann. I think Trey Mann's a really so, good bench player. So I like the depth for OKC just because they're all battle tested. Yeah. Because everybody was out last year. They so got Dort as the well. Bench, they got pieces. I think their bench might have the most combined starts of any bench in the league. You got Because Dort, they were forced to. You got. You have pieces there. Like the Timberwolves really have to re- reinvent their entire rotation from last You're right. Year. Yeah, you're right. That no. Yeah, you're right. Why am I not questioning this? Let's just go ahead. Okay, see, plus ten and a half. Plus ten and a half, plus four thirty. Let's have some fun. But I'll lean yeah. to the under as well. Yeah, love it. All right. Let's go. Next game on the slate. We have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to play the San Antonio Spurs. 
WinBet has officially locked this game up on the spread. This is now a pick em at win minus 110 both ways. 222 is the wow, there's a lot of angel numbers here. 222 is the total. Look, this line opened up minus three, Charlotte. And I think with the Lamelo ankle injury is when it came down. And now San Antonio is a favorite. I'm just going to take San Antonio. I'm going to take the whole team. These are two bad teams, two very bad teams, two probably tanking teams. And the Hornets are without LaMelo Ball. I'm just going to take the home team who was a dog when I really don't think they should have even opened up as a dog. I'm not going to back off them now, even though money's coming in on them as it should be. Give me San Antonio Spurs on the money line, minus 110. I agree with you. Uh, I think the both teams are going to be really bad. San Antonio should be worse throughout the season. But you have no LaMelo. You have no Bridges who... Is he in jail yet? I don't know what's going on with him, but he's not going to play this season, most likely. That's Uh, the two top scores last year. Yeah, the two top scores from last year. They weren't a good defensive team anyway. They switched head coaches. He also had another player get arrested. Uh, It was Booknight, I believe. Right? Didn't he have Yeah, yeah. So Booknight just got arrested. What is fourth DUI in the span of like two months? Yeah, this is fourth reckless driving slash DUI in in a 12 months. What the hell is wrong with you? Call an Uber, bro. But like, it's still. Uh, I just I think there's too many distractions going on with the Hornets. Uh, Book and I might be slowed down by the ankle brace. No, just kidding. Uh, the ankle monitor, but no. Uh, I am going to go with the Spurs here. I just think that Charlotte's not a good team. And when you're missing your two leading scores from last year, San Antonio is not good, but at least they have a decent amount of the core from last year. Keldon Johnson, we've seen be a pretty good player. Pirtle's a pretty good center. I don't mind the actual option San Antonio has. Charlotte's a pure fade for me. I mean, you're going to be giving... Who, Rozier and Oubre a combined like 40 shots? I'll pass. I'll go with the Spurs in this one. I forgot. They have Gordon Hayward who could potentially take like 20 shots, but okay, still. Yeah. Maybe the Spurs. I just, I don't know. It, it feels good. This, it's an ugly game, so I'm not going to lock it, but this probably should be a lock. I'm not going to hold you. I, I'm just taking I'm not locking up the Spurs, but I'll take them yeah, at I'm home. It'll, at least the home crowd is prideful. Yeah. All right. Total opened up at 230 and a half. It's sitting at 222 and a half. And I understand because these teams suck. And now you don't have Lamelo or you don't have top two scorers from one. No, you're actually missing three top scorers in this game. DeJounte Murray, Lamelo yeah. Ball, and Miles Bridges. So I understand why. But at least just a, DeJounte, they knew they weren't going to have this season. Yeah. Like Charlotte got blindsided with both of them. Yeah. Um, I like the props on Rozier or like Ubre because somebody's going to have to chuck up something. But. Me, I think this line. I think this line dropped too much. Give me the over. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not missing eight points of value. Give me the over. Next game of the slate, we have the Denver Nuggets playing the Utah Jazz in Utah. Minus seven for the Denver Nuggets right now. The injuries are clean, so I'm just going to ask you straight up: Do you have, do you do you want to make a case for the dog? Yes, the injury, I do. Actually, I, yeah, I do have a really good case for the dog. Actually, okay. Uh, Seven, so minus seven for the Utah Jazz, minus 280 on the money line, plus 225 on the money line for Utah Jazz. 225 is the total. All right, like I said, yeah, pretty clean on the injury report here. What's the hold on? Let me pull up the stat. I just had it on my screen. This total went up like crazy, by the way. It was 221 yesterday. It was it was 218 when it opened. It was 218 when it opened, then it went to 221 yesterday, and now it's at 225. So Dogs in our home opener are 73, 50, and 1 ATS since 2003. Home dogs of plus two and a half or longer 
are 58, 29, and 1. That is 67% ATS since 2003. The Denver Nuggets are currently getting about 66% of bet, 72% of the money. Line opened up 7.5, now currently sitting at 7. Gut handicapping, and from what Vegas trend history has, it just says just, just close your eyes and take Utah. Just close your eyes and take Utah. Reverse line movement. The trend is there. Everybody's expecting absolutely nothing from this Utah team. I don't think anybody's expecting anything from them. Yet nobody, I don't hear anybody saying that Utah is in lottery like consideration, which means that they have they expect Utah to do something and not be like everybody's talking about the Spurs in a the lottery. They talk about the Thunder in a lot of the lottery. Nobody's talking about Utah. I think Utah will be once they trade half the team, but they have they they still traded Mitchell. They traded Gobert. Conley's not going to be there. I assume they're going to trade either like Markkanen or maybe Olynyk as a rental. They're going to get rid of some pieces. Clarkson won't be there either. As of right now, though, the roster for a tanking team or a team that might be close to it, their starting five is really not totally awful. You have Conley. I think he's past his prime, but still Sexton, Markkanen, Vanderbilt, and Olynyk. It's really not terrible, but there no. are worse starting fives out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Or off the bench, you got some options. I think for this game, I'm going to lean to a team total, maybe for Utah, because the total went up seven points. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Somebody's got to know something. I'm just expecting a track meet in this game. Mm-hmm. My favorite play in this game, Jokic triple-double, plus 380. <laughs> that's my yeah. favorite play it's plus yeah three. i like that yeah I mean, no i like that's that. just an option but i'm also a little bit confused with denver for the first game murray's coming off a serious injury porter's coming off another injury are they going to be on minute restrictions probably that might be factored in i don't hate your spot for utah i think i'm going to lean to the over i know that there's been a lot of points for this one but yeah a seven point move in a denver utah game this game might land 250. Like, I don't know who's betting this, but somebody knows something. I'm going to take the over. Give me the over and like Sexton points and, you know, maybe some. I mean, Clarkson can still score. We yeah. talk about marketing. Marketing is still able to score the basketball. I just expect points in this game, but I don't mind your handicap there, especially with the minute restrictions. I think Jokic goes nuclear in this game. So I'm just going to take his props over, basically. What I like about this jazz team is you have a bunch of grunt guys that are willing to do the grunt work like I you like talk vanderbilt about as a, as jared a vanderbilt guy. dog i'm gonna I'm just say it may not stat wise it may not be looking like that he may not be you know he's not one all time but he's a dog he's like, one of those guys news, that doesn't matter to get to get uh, physical get down and yeah. get on the ground hustle all of that i got some breaking news by the way to go back levine is officially out for the miami game all right. Well, I mean, I yeah. said I assumed he'd be out because he's a star player is questionable in the first game with a knee injury. But yeah, yeah, he's officially out now. Yeah. Same thing there. All right. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Utah. I think I just think that this line is a lot for a home opener and for a team that really doesn't have too much expectations. I think they're just about to come out here and hoop and just play more team style basketball. This is the new era for uh, what's my guy's name? I can't even remember his name. Uh, uh, dang! I'm trying to think of where you're going for this. The coach, you, what's coach? You, Utah switch coaches. Utah's coach name. I'm saying they got rid of Quinn Snyder. He's not there anymore. Yeah, what's they will? They have Will Hardy as the new coach. Yeah, Will Hardy. That was his name from the uh Celtics, Celtics bench. Yeah. yeah, from the Celtics bench. Wow, dang! Maybe I should be faking Utah. <laughs> Never mind. All right, let's go. 
Utah plus seven. Sprinkle on that two thirty money line. This this just seems like a game that everybody's Everyone's gonna have on Denver. Denver. Everyone, yeah, on everybody's Denver. on Denver, and everybody's gonna have Denver money line in their parlay, and that's gonna be a reason why everything's fucked up. So yeah, just give me the Jokic nuclear one. I'll take that. Instead. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next game on the slate we have the Dallas. We have the yeah Dallas Mavericks playing the Phoenix Suns. Four and a half is the is the spread for the Suns minus four and a half plus one and a half for the Mavericks minus one ten both ways on win minus one eighty five money line for the Sun plus one fifty five for the Dallas Mavericks two eighteen is the total injury report here we have David Davis Bertans who is out for Dallas Maxi Kleber who is questionable and Frank Nakinga is out. We have Landry Shamit out for Phoenix. That's it. Uh, cr- yeah, Crowder isn't injured, but since he demanded a trade, Phoenix put him in timeout. He's not playing tonight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like I know where you're gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna assume we have the same handicap. Just the revenge game at home for the bro. First game. Like, there's, there's, like, this has to be. Matter of fact, this is a lot too. You gotta come in here and smash. You the lost Mavericks by thirty at home in Game Seven. Like, you, you gotta, gotta smash them in this spot. Like you have to smash them in this spot. The, everything, the whole trajectory of what we thought the Suns were gonna be changed in one game. And I'm not saying we as in like us, but like we as in like just the general public. Their perception of the Suns team changed in one game. Yeah, we thought they'd be playing Golden State in the conference title. We thought it'd be a hell of a series. And instead, we watched them like they kept losing on the road to Dallas. And we're like, is this going to happen? Like, Are they going to blow the team right up? Now? Are they going to send yeah. Aiton off? Are they all this stuff? Like, man, look, <laughs> this is the spot. Give me a lock on the Suns minus four and a half against the Mavericks. Mavs without Jalen Brunson. They're going to be working out that rotation. Dinwiddie should be able to just go ahead and slide in. But it sounds like they kind of want him to come off. the. They want him to start. They want him to come off the bench. They want Woods to come off the bench. He wants to start. Like, I don't know. They they've got a lot at some point. They're probably going to swap Dinwiddie to go and be the sixth man and Woods be in the starting lineup. Yeah, give me the Phoenix Suns minus four and a half here. I like the continuity with this team. I'll take them. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm on Phoenix here. Uh, I'm a little bit low on Phoenix this season compared to last year. I mean, last year they were my favorite team. I know I made money on the Warriors to win the title, but I had Monty Williams coach of the year for the entire season. So watching mm-hmm. them win 60-plus games was really a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. But I am going to go with Phoenix in the spot. It's a great spot. And anytime you can get immediate revenge, we see it all the time, and the headlines go, they got revenge for last year. And it's like, nah, I think Dallas is still cool with winning a series. But, you know, we'll, we'll ignore that. Phoenix needs to come out here and punch Dallas in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And with Dallas potentially missing the likes of Kleber as well as Bertans, those are two solid three-point shooters. You have mm-hmm. JaVale McGee now as a starting center. Wood is a decent three-point shooter, but there's going to be some chemistry issues early on. Dallas lives by the three and dies by the three, and I think with all of the roster just turnover, they're going to struggle early on. Phoenix at least has continuity, as you said before, and I still like their overall lineup. I just have questions about just the psyche of this team. But against Dallas, the team that smacked you on your home floor in Game 7, if you don't get up for this game, you might as well blow the team up. Just give me Phoenix. Like, you have to show up for this game. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Oh, total. 218 opened up at 216. I originally leaned under. I'm a little bit confused why there's so much over money in this game. I think I'm going to switch now. I think I'm going to lean to the over because I really didn't expect about two and a half points of over money coming in on Dallas Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean over because of it. I initially liked the under when I thought when I saw the opening total. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's over money, I find kind of fascinating. I think I'm on the wrong side initially. I'm going to go with the over. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it surprise you, though, that like it does. We saw a lot I'm of trying to think meetings last year. I'm trying to think on how. <laughs> I mean. And by the way, I think eventually Dimwitty comes off the bench and Tim Hardaway Jr. starts. Oh yeah, fucking forgot about him. I think I think that Hart I think that Hardaway is going to start and Dimwitty yeah, as a Dimwitty. Nets fan. Oh, this this yeah. this Mavericks team could be really good. This They're year. good, but Hardaway hasn't played in months. I, I'm yeah. expecting him to be eased into it. Yeah, at some point, yeah, for sure. Dang, this team could be really really good this year. Uh, no, nah, give me an under. They also lost Bronson. Money. I, I think early on Dallas will struggle offensively. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna do that. Give me give me the under. I'll yeah. I'll let the money just do whatever, and I'll take the extra points. Give me the under two eighteen. And I'll cave. All right. Portland Trailblazers going to play the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. Minus two and a half for the Kings. 229 is the total injury report for these two. We have Gary Payton, the second, who is out. That is it. Rather that, very clean. No. No, no, I don't care. I'm not back in. I'm not back in Sacramento. Really? I'm not back in Sacramento. I'm not back in Sacramento in the first game of Mike Brown when they're getting all of the money. Look, eight seventy-seven no percent of the no bets. Keegan Murray as well. Murray ended up uh, being in health and safety, so he's not playing. Oh, oh, so okay, he's not playing. All right, yeah, he's out. So yeah, no King and Murray. Seventy-seven percent of the money on Sacramento. Ninety-eight percent. No, seventy-seven percent of the bets. Ninety-eight percent of the money. No, give me some, give me the Trailblazers. I think that they got battle tested. A lot of people got some very valuable minutes there. You're getting Dame back. You're getting Nurt back. I think, yeah, there's questions, and you know we're ju- jury's still out on Chauncey Billis. But after that trash season last year and a lot of injuries and all that stuff really killing you, this just seems like come out and go out here, get a really good win on the road. I'm not back in Sacramento just yet. Give me Portland. Uh, for this one, my favorite play is going to be the over. For sure. I, I don't expect either defense to do anything. I know Mike Brown, historically speaking, was a pretty defensive-minded coach. The NBA was also different the last time he was a head coach. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was with LeBron in Cleveland. Then he had that very fun five-game experiment with Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, and Dwight Howard, and he got fired five games in uh, with the Lakers. But I'm going to go with the over. I, I don't see any defense being played here. Even with the Lillard and Simons back, I think we can agree those are two of the below-average defensive guards. I'm being very generous. Statistically speaking, Simons might have been the worst defensive guard in the entire league last year. Yeah, I'm going with the over. Sabonis doesn't give you much rim protection, but I think Lillard, Simons, and Grant can score. They got Fox. They got Barnes. They got Sabonis. They got weapons. Murray being out is probably why I'm staying away from the side because I really like his... Just overall versatility. I think he could give Portland problems, but since he's not playing, just give me the over. I expect it's going to be a classic late night, two hundred and thirty something point game. Give me the over. All right. Yeah, I'm on over too. 
pretty pretty easy for me. Okay. Before we get into our lock and dog for this NBA slate, got to talk to you about... Oh, whoa. Everything just cut off on me for a second there. All right, we're back. And I'm going to talk to you about FUBU TV because college and pro football, NFL Red Zone, hundreds of channels of live sports entertainment, fraction of the price of cable. What else is there to tell you? I mean, it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. No contract, no commitment. Cancel anytime. Try FUBU TV right now for free, seven days, and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com, says SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com, says SGP. We're also brought to you by OddsTrader, best place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can go there, shop your lines, get your best line, get different sign-up codes, promotion codes, injury stats, key game stats, player stats, projected game day weather. Definitely need that for the NBA. And a bet tracker to keep a track of all your betting activity, your games, whatever you're looking for. So go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, Scott. We're getting into it. Lock and dog time. They're going first. You know the rules. Yeah, for sure. Never, never. Yo, you know Mojo. Not Mojo. <laughs> That's why his lock didn't hit. Muno tried to change the Mojo yesterday. He tried to. He thought it was he a tried to make me go first. Yeah, he tried to. There. He tried to change it up, and I was really upset. And I was like, man, you've been on the on the MLB show too much. You thought that you could just come over here and start doing MLB things. He was no, going to warn Yes. We're, we're keeping the mojo. I'm going first for my lock. I have a lot of options that I like. <sighs> I've been going back on Toronto and Miami for a while. With the Levine news, I'm going to just go ahead and just call I'm not sure Miami. how much the line's going to move, though. So I see it moved to seven. Okay. It was so probably I'm going to just go ahead and call it at seven. Yeah. yeah. So give me Miami minus seven. That's my lock. For my dog. This is the fun part. Yeah, I mean, I really do like the Jazz. I do. But give me plus... Well, hold on. I, th- I think I know where you're going with this one. Let me, uh, where is it at? Plus 375. That's what I got on one bet. That's what I'll give out. Plus 375 for the Houston Rockets. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, what you doing? So for this one, uh, I am going to go back to the Rockets game, the same game, actually. I'm going to take the over. At around 233, I cannot believe this total is at 233. I think that, once again, if they played this game midseason, the total would be arguably 240 because neither team's going to guard anybody. I think it's a great spot for an over. Houston doesn't want to guard anyone. It's basically the same core as last year. They added Jabari Smith, who is a pretty good defensive player. He also played at Auburn, and they went very up-tempo under Bruce Pearl, too. So this team's just going to run. Shengun gives you no rim protection. You have Trey Young, who might go for 40 in this game. DeJounte's going to want to run. Collins can have a big game, too. Atlanta's bench might be a bit of a concern, but I still like the overall pace this game should be played at. Give me the over. I think you see a track meet breakout. Mm-hmm. 233, I love. Give me the over. This, this line might close at, like, 235. I don't know who's betting the under in this game. So give me the over. I think you'll see a track meet. All right. What's your dog? For my dog, I do like your Houston pick, but I'm not going to pick that. Do I want to play it safe or do I want to go for all the marbles? You know what? It's the first full slate of the season. We're going to go full marbles for the bragging rights. Give me the Oklahoma City Thunder a plus 430. Let's have some fun against Memphis. Against uh, Minnesota, I mean. I think Minnesota is going to be a playoff team. I think they're highly overrated. 
But the fact that they're going to have chemistry issues early on, this could be one of those teams that starts the season off like four and four, and people just go, what the hell is this? Are they falling apart? Do they have to fire the coach? We have one of those teams every year where they struggle for the first week, and people think the sky's falling. I think that's Minnesota this year. I'm going to take the Thunder. I hate the front court, but I do like Shea. I like Giddy, and I like their bench. Dort, I like a lot defensively. I yeah. think this team could give Minnesota problems, or at least a lot more than people think. Mm-hmm. Give me the Thunder money line at over four to one. If they play this game four times, I think Oklahoma City could win one of them. Give me Oklahoma City. All right. I'm no, no. I'm if one you. of these hits. By the way, it's it's victory lap season for the first week and a half. But yeah, no. So that's what I was sitting here saying. Like I think one of these two teams is going to hit. So if you play both, you're up. <laughs> like you're going to be up. All right. Just some other plays I like just to throw out there. Like I said, really like the Wizards on the road. Uh, who else do we really like? I really like Utah, plus seven, and the uh, money line. It just wasn't juiced enough, but really like Utah in that spot as well, too. And, yeah, oh, and Suns. Suns minus four and a half. That's a lock as well. I'm going to lock that one up on the tally site. All right, Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Besides that, still doing a bunch of other pods, doing the tennis podcast, which I host, doing the NFL gambling podcast with you. We also have the we had the totals episode that just dropped, so check that one out. I know we have our Thursday night video or podcast, I should say, coming out at some point either tonight or tomorrow. Besides that, also doing the propcast with Munaf right after this. So if you want even more. Uh, NBA plays, we will be giving out three player props apiece, so check that one out. Probably post it in about two hours or so. But other than that, though, a lot of fun action. NBA season's upon us. NHL's upon us. You got college football. You got the NFL. You got baseball playoffs. It's really just a hell of a time for sports fans. Let's get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Scott wrapped it up beautifully. Subscribe review all of that NBA gambling podcast. He's at Russia radio, Matt really real underscore underscore. We will be back tomorrow to recap and break down the Thursday slate. So, I mean, I have nothing else for you. Go play some bets, win something. And I also don't know really how someone went in this podcast. So we're just going to end it like this. We out of here. <laughs>